What's, What's nine up, plus dude? 10? Nine plus 10? Hold on. Si- 69, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> this is episode 69. Did you say <laughs> nine plus 10 is 69? Yeah, baby. Okay. I'm tracking. <laughs> I'm not I don't tracking. Know. <laughs> not tra- I don't even think it meant anything. There's an old, there's old TikTok or Vine video that's like, what's nine plus 10? The kid goes, 21. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this Man, is our NEA episode 69 special, meaning Six, it's not special. Nine, 69. There's a great song by Ninja Sex Party called 6969. Highly recommend going and checking them out. That could be my rec. We'll, we'll start off this Adventure Time podcast. I'm Russell Tyndall. I'm one of your hosts. Yeah, Ned, DJ. Nettie P. I'm like, I almost called you DJ Cowboy Hat. What's up, Michael? What's up, guys? I miss you both. Well, Russell, just a little bit more because I get to see Ned here. Awesome. Uh, that was our producer, our wonderful producer, Michael Hitchcock, giving him extra work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he needs a little extra work, right? <laughs> Making him earn his pay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just messing. Um, yeah, it's excruciating work to plug in this single microphone and pretend to chat with y'all like we're in the same room. Yeah, man. Uh, no, we. I do miss Michael. I, I I love when he used to have the microphone. It used to be able to just chime in wherever. But I do kind of like this. I like that I can just leave a space. We could just throw his name out there at some point just to see if he's listening, you know? Yeah, just make, really make sure he's really, you know, doing a thorough job listening. But <laughs> I am well, always listening. Man, well, for the 60, 69th special episode, what are we mm. talking about this week, Rusty? From bad to worse, you know, if there's one thing that uh, I think everyone has said about 69, it's um, that title. <laughs> it's from bad to worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man, this is actually a very interesting, very fun Adventure Time episode, uh, just like this podcast. This is our goofy episode. This is a double. Uh, we just recorded <laughs> last week's episode. A little tonight. bit more uh, hallucinogenic during this episode. Uh, dude, I'm running on three hours of sleep. I didn't mention Ooh, this in the last episode. Geez. I had a terrible sleep night last night, mm. um, but I have not had any alcohol. I think I've just had caffeine, so actually... As I'm getting tired, I'm getting delirious, and maybe I'll get funnier. I'm definitely getting a little bit looser with what I'm willing to make jokes about. It's the 69th episode. Of course, I have to be. We, yeah, we both have, you have to be. To be. You we have no choice. 420-69. Cra- crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm getting a little bit antsy, so I'm going to have some nice antsy, Ooh. quick to Ooh. draw responses. Oh. Ooh. Oh. This is another scary Halloween sort of themed episode, mm-hmm. a part of that Halloween rock block or whatever it was that they were doing, the event in October of 2011, October 24th, this aired. I just, I had to look at the air days for this episode and last episode because it was so obviously yeah, a part it was of obviously sort of a Halloween thing. Something scary. Let's do horror yeah. show stuff. So. Man, this Definitely opens up so epic. The intro mm-hmm. is fantastic. This is how you really catch someone's attention. With it's almost like a trailer, like a movie trailer. Like they're coming yeah, with in, fading in and pan out. Pan down scene. Oh, oh yeah. Do you see them running through what you don't even know were zombies at that moment? Yeah. 
It's good. It is. Such I thought a good it was intro. good, man. I had a um, I had a theoretically speaking about this episode that that kind of leads in with the beginning. Okay, from the um, gun, let's go. Theoretically speaking, we obviously season one, episode one is Slumber Party Panic, and it's with Princess Bubblegum creating zombies. And we finally see, you know, we do the epic intro scene. There's zombies. Pretty much, they jump in there, and the Princess Bubblegum's like, "I did it again." Uh oh. My theoretically speaking is that the writers just maybe you know like while they were pitching the pilot they had a lot of more content on zombies um that they either wanted to include or wanted to write into their first slumber party panic episode mm-hmm. about potions and and her fighting off the zombies and the zombies getting extra powers like they do in this episode so i have a feeling that this was all backlogged all the way from the pilot writing that's my wow. theory that would be you know? cool i like that i mean they even have like I I haven't seen it. We talked about last episode, like my favorite scary movies. Is I Am Legend? Is yes. there an I Am Legend reference in this movie? I can't remember how it ends. Yes. This, I mean, pretty much the ending scene to this episode it has got to be a direct call to I Am Legend. It's That's too, what I was thinking. It's too similar. Very similar, but no grenade or whatever it is that he uses. I don't remember. Yeah, he uses a grenade to save the antidote. And this one, Finn is kind of his own grenade and the antidote. So it is for awesome. sure. Nailed I would it. be very surprised if they, if the writers were <laughs> like, no, no, we didn't have any influence from I am legend there. So, well, not only do I not know anything about scary movies, I also don't know anything about adventure time. If you're joining us for the first time, I'm checking it out. And Ned is your long time, um, traveling companion who knows way too much about this show. Yeah, I am the dungeon master of this adventure, if you oh, will. I like thinking of it that way, actually. That's yeah. really nice. Ooh, oh, maybe Ned. we got a whole new like little so dungeon. It can be DM Ned instead of DM. DM Ned. That could be DM Nettie P. DM Nettie P. Ooh. Or I really do, honestly, I know you're. we have DJ names, these fake DJ names. Well, mine's fake. You were sort of a DJ. Sort of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, I see you as more of... Ned, in my mind, in a fantastical universe of Adventure Time, if you had a character in that world, I would see you as a like owning a bar, owning some sort of a saloon, some sort of a... You, you're behind the bar. Maybe it's like a two or three-man job, and you're just like hanging out there. You have your regulars. That's that's where I picture you in like the Adventure Time world. I could see like, that. Like hosting. Like you like hosting people. Yeah. I just see you like, oh my gosh, you got to try this new you know, whiskey that I just got in from, you know, I don't know, can- the hot candy dog whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, hot dog, hot dog whiskey. kingdom whiskey. <laughs> My favorite. That's what it's I just imagined. hot dog juice. That's all it is. <laughs> Fermented hot dog juice. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagine. Uh, when I think of you in Adventure Time, do you have any? I, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh man, that, yeah, that's a tough one. What do you one there, see though? me? I know we talked about how similar I am to our hero. <laughs> I see you. Uh, I don't fin, know. I'm, I'm so fin like. Oh man, I'm trying to think of like where I would pin you. I, I think some part of your journey or character arc in Adventure Time would have been that you spent a winter season as like a hermit in the mountains. Um, <laughs> okay, that would be part of the story, but I don't. I can't. That would have been like in well, the past. I, like, why? Oh, I, what do I, I get out of that? I don't know. The wis- okay. wisdom, maybe. Wisdom. Yeah. Maybe the ability to be introspective and think a lot. Mm. So, but 
I wouldn't be able to pin you. Maybe maybe that's a good one I can bring up next week and like let me think on that one for yeah, a little while. Yeah, think on that. I'm I'm curious what you think. I just see you as the naked old man from Boom Boom Mountain. <laughs> that makes sense. That does make sense. Actually, I think that tracks really well, especially with our 69th episode. I think if I knew that it was like, oh, some podcast somewhere is having their 69th episode. Oh, look at me. I'm naked wizard man. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk about this episode. Um mm-hmm. Right off the gun, Princess Bubblegum, she has my, and let me scroll through my notes just to make sure I don't actually have one. Princess Bubblegum has what would be a Jake mistake in my mind. Mm. She leaves the sample of zombie flesh out. And why does Cinnamon Bun have access to what has to be such a high-level security science lab? Right. Yeah, this is maybe there's a good potential because we've seen some banana guards up until this point, but not the full battalion that she has later. So we really see this security through the show of the Candy Kingdom up its game. I mean, she ends up with more warriors, tons of banana guards. You see the, um, I mean, we already have seen the gumball guardians come into play a little bit. But yeah, the fact that Cinnamon Bun's like wandering around in her lab, just like, I'm hungry. Like, yeah. Nah, she's she becomes way more inaccessible to the candy people later on, for sure. And also just WTF, because there are science labs like this out there where we're just holding on to like old plagues and things, and that freaks me out. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know. I don't know. I well, I think she's she was said she was studying an old piece of this zombie candy flesh yeah. from the first slumber party panic and i get their reasons to do that i I get like science has legitimate reasons why to protect for a future plague or whatever there are reasons why we hold on to like the black plague or whatever it is that we're holding on to however it it doesn't make me feel safe mm -mm. no no i would say that that that's not the biggest princess bubblegum mistake in this episode it's not the fact that she leaves it out it's the fact that she's still messing with it because if you kind of screen grab right when cinnamon bun is you know peeping over the counter in the background there is a chair with a giant like laser gun pointed at it and a pile of bones in the corner like with the skull so i think that she's still playing this game of like i can reanimate life yeah it's really yeah dude it's like it's she's just dabbling in this even after her first big zombie mistake she is still dabbling in this whole like i can perfect this science and Oh, it's just like we were so pissed off at her the first episode. Yeah. Maybe she thought that candies wouldn't get sick from eating the flesh. So maybe she thought there wasn't really too much of an issue with the flesh being out and cinnamon bun being around. Because in the first episode, they did eat candy flesh, didn't they? I can't Mm -hmm. remember if it was uh, contagious or not or if it was bad flesh. But in this episode, she mentions how... This is like extra bad or extra contagious flesh. So mm. yeah, because they maybe were that's how they showed them. in themselves. They were smashing them last time and eating the candy insides that they had. You know, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So and and of course, starch, starchy thinks flesh is delicious. Starchy thinks <laughs> flesh is delicious. I did love that they still have because starchy was that funny little moment from the first episode that they had a nice little funny starchy moment. And guess what? That's my tops of the episode. All right, there you go. Dang it, I was hoping you were going to say he's your lovely, but that, I'll take tops. Tops Almost. Is fantastic. He, he was runner-up lovely. 
for sure. Well, what? Why about Starchy? Tell me about. This oh no! Wait, oh years. shoot! No, he was no LSP was my runner-up. Starchy was my lovely. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Oh my gosh! There, there you go. Why? Yep. Tell me about it. There's just a moment where he's just up on the roof and he's like, so glad Starchy's up here away from all the bad things down there. And then just, whoosh, and he just gets <laughs> yeeted into the freaking castle, which is yes. amazing that the zombies are that smart to use Starchy as a daggum projectile to bust into the building. I thought that yeah. was I got some epic. thoughts on that though, man. But yeah, he <laughs> what goes, do you mean? Oh, oh, that's, that's a lot of zombies down there. Starchy's glad he's up here. And then they get him, right? I think he has plot armor. I mean, that's what I've learned in this episode is Starchy <laughs> has plot armor. There's there's no way he doesn't get turned into a zombie. They're flying around. They're on steroids. They get him and they decide to drop him off and, and use him as a battering ram essentially against the window. Um, and Starchy, I guess, never gets bit. He just runs off and does his own Starchy little thing. Yeah, because he doesn't really show up as a zombie even after that no. moment. So yeah, and, he, you're right. He kind of plot armored. He's great. He, he ends up, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe I'd love to see the writers about, like, he's such a funny little character in all these episodes, even down the road, and has some good storyline with Root Beer Guy and, and uh, Cherry Cream Soda. I need but, him to keep bringing it. I I really hope he's mm-hmm. not one of those characters like how you were saying the pig is, oh the pig gets worse. The pig ends up dating tree trunks or whatever. I really hope Starchy is one of those characters that has this lasting loveliness about him. Yeah, I I think so. He's he's got a little bit of a dark side, but it's nothing that would um make you think differently of him per se. Okay, yeah, it's like him and Bimo right now are like two of my my favorite characters in this show yeah this just has like good liners keeps bringing the humor but like it's that honesty the upfront like starchy's so glad he's up here like bimo's always and also starchy starchy understands that you don't have to be in every single episode cinnamon (laughs) bun get the app out of these episodes i am so sick of cinnamon bun last episode i was sick of lsp this episode i'm like cinnamon bun go away please well, yeah, Cinnamon, well, does, Cinnamon Bun has a nice uh, redemptive arc for sure with his development. So I think them including him this much as like silly, goofy, stupid Cinnamon Bun will weigh, because you even hate it now, you're going to way appreciate his yeah. like storyline. I, I don't hate him. I just, as someone who's new to this, I just, they overuse him and I don't think he's as funny as he should be. Like like you mentioned last episode, LSP has so many great one-liners, and that is where she is redeemed. That is why I will put up with LSP. Mm-hmm. But Cinnamon Bun has have great, the one-liners. Not not really, in my opinion. And also, mm-hmm. I'm not usually drawn to, like, he's like not as intelligent as you would hope he would be or whatever, and they play into that. I, I've just seen the, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. This is kind of me ranting. The slightly less intelligent character done so much better better in other things yeah and i I can't think of an example off the top of my head but sometimes they they play not into his stupidity but but they just play into that character as a person better and there can be comedy through that and i don't necessarily love cinnamon bun yeah i mean like you look at shows i mean like we were just talking about scooby-doo like look at i mean shaggy's kind of supposed to be like the idiot of the group per se you know and they still have like storylines and developing things where he's not just like the butt of the joke. Yeah. No one treats him like an idiot. No one's treating him like go away. Like you're going to, they know he's going to ruin 
them catching the bad guy at the end, but he always ends up catching the bad guy on accident. So well, the good <laughs> news is for it. I don't think I'm looking ahead right now. We've got a little bit more like cameo LSP and like cameo style cinnamon bun. Nothing that is as aggressively like the two of them in this in the rest of the season. So I think you're uh, in the clear. Some travelers are going to be mad. Some travelers are going to be upset with me. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Russell just hates the half baked characters. We hate Russell. Russell sucks. <laughs> you're just trying to make it. Th- you're, you're just trying to make it look like I think Coolsville sucks. Sucks. <laughs> but the getting back to the the episode here, we don't tangent. Yeah, um, no tangents. This is in this one. PB is turned zombie, so I like that one. She kind of gets what she deserved, honestly. Like she is not safe from her own creation, and she no. and is she's relying turned on zombie people. in a great way. Of course, yeah. she's trying to be hot. <laughs> she's trying to be hot. <laughs> don't be the she's hero. Don't be the princess. Yourself. What would you? What are you willing to do, Ned, to be hot? Are you willing to become a zombie? Absolutely not. Yeah, me neither. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm okay with who I am and how I am. I'm okay with who I am, especially if I'm not a zombie. Certainly, yeah, certainly enough. Zombies are so ugly, man. That is not a fashion statement to become mm-hmm. a zombie. Mm-hmm. Not fashionable. I don't know. Do you have favorite zombie movies, zombie shows besides uh, Scooby Doo, Zombie Island? I'm going to quote this wrong because there's an anime out there, High School of the Dead, I want to say. There's High School of the Dead and there's High School DXD. And one of them is basically a hentai. And the other one (laughs) (laughs) is... Oh, no. Episode 69. (laughs) The other one is, like, great. It's fantastic. It is super cheesy. And there's definitely moments, like, that... High School of the Dead, I think, is what it is. It's known for uh, boob physics. So there's a scene where a dude like puts down a sniper rifle, shoots a bullet, and then the bullet dodges boobs that are just kind of going crazy in the wind. Um, and that is such <laughs> a ridiculous. funny. It's such a funny moment. I'll have to send it to you. Um, but no, I I don't know, man. I don't really know if I have a favorite. Zom- I love the Emma Stone zombie movie. I was gonna say that's that's in my top three in the zombie genre. That's is a good one. Definitely yeah. Zombie Land. Um, zombie Land. That's what it is. That's a good I one. I am Legend too. Like what what we just talked about at the beginning is it, that's that that's got to be in my tops too. I'm not a Walking Dead guy, and they do have a Walking Dead callback in this episode though. And I was like, mm. okay, I I didn't get it, but I think um when science is like the science the rat is caged up, it's labeled science TS nineteen which is a reference to Walking Dead at the end of the show. There was a test subject 19 that reveals oh, cool. information to them about the zombie infestation. So hmm. I'm pretty sure that's like a direct callback as well. If you want to know how my mind works with scary movies, I cannot think or listen to Bob Marley without thinking of I Am Legend. To this day, oh yeah, one love comes on, I'm like, I'm in the I Am Legend world and I'm just like freaking vampire <laughs> zombie things that are everywhere coming yeah. out to get me. Yeah, that's, I guess in, in they're my, technically my vampires, but it's a zombie movie, so. Yeah. Um, but no, anyways, I don't know, man. I don't really have a, a zombie favorite necessarily. You okay. know that Scooby-Doo movie that we reviewed that one time? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't zombies. even know why I asked that. I, I should have just pretty much guessed it was going to be Zombie Island. Uh, uh, yep. There's a reason why we did it and no one listened to it. 
It's a great episode. <laughs> and no one, like, go back. I mean, obviously, we're going to re-promote around Halloween time all of our best Halloween episodes, and it's going to be these two and our Zombie Island special. Yeah, definitely. Well, Ned, let's talk a little bit about the formulas then. How about okay. that? I yeah, thought so, the formulas were really interesting. It reminded me of being a little kid in the bathroom. You're just, especially when they're throwing together all the, the super dangerous chemicals toward the end, right? And they're they're making up, like, who knows? They don't even know what the thing, what uh, Princess Bubblegum left them to to create or how they create it. And they're just putting together something that looks nice or, yeah, in, in LSP's words, like the prettiest formula. Yeah, and just all right. Let's see what happens here, you know. And and as a, as a kid, it was like, oh, I'm going to put soap and like deodorant and whatever in a little vial. And <laughs> did you do that? Did you ever oh, do any? Oh my gosh, I did that. We would just like, I can't even remember if it was like stuff from the bathroom or like stuff from the kitchen. But it would be like, what if we like crushed up this thing and then put in like dish soap and then spun it around in the blender and then we like. Ported <laughs> over something like it absolutely a chemical reactions gonna happen. I swear. I swear. Yeah, play, yeah, playing science, and that's. I mean, I for sure think that that's what they're doing. Is yeah. like, I would assume you know they all grab what do they call it like the gobbledygook or something like that. And they like oh this is all in gobbledygook. I can't read it. That they just are like finding colors like then like scientific formula, and then they see the word like red scientific formula and the word yellow, and they're just like mixing formulas to to like try to get the <laughs> colors right. Yeah, I think so. I love that Finn ends up making Red Bull centrally and gives all of those zombie <laughs> wings or zombies gives, wings. Gives them wings. Um, well, <laughs> let's let's be real though. I am quite impressed by the potion scene. If they were not trying to make the zombifying formula and give the zombies those powers and, and strength and wings and lips. Those would actually be pretty cool standalone potions. They made potions. some pretty great potions. They really did. Yeah, the, I mean, the, you could you could imagine that uh, if you crap. gave that all to somebody who wasn't a zombie, they'd be a flying, buff, beautiful-lipped like oh, being. Yeah, I yeah, know. They, they did a great job. It just wasn't at all what they were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> but so we actually... I'll get into it. I was looking at what time we're at, but we'll do a commercial in a second. We... Got to see, and we talked about a little bit in that moment when they're making the potions, you have the rat kind of pointing down at for an instance. And I think that's when he says, oh, Princess Bubblegum trained her rat to dance. And they just kind <laughs> of, you know, go past it or whatever. The rat is pointing at his name. His name is Science. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get them to look at the label. And and my lovely is Science the Rat. Dude, my lovely too. Got Science the Rat. I oh, thought no, it was, was starchy. I was I was getting it all confused. I was looking at tops, not oh lovelies. Yeah, so your lovely is science. Yes, it was science. Be, only okay. only for the not like the whole episode, but only for the sake that science has a miniature little record player that oh that yeah. she does science too. And I was that like, is I love so that. good. So science the rat, I love it because she tries to stop cinnamon bun from eating the flesh at the very beginning. She's freaking mm-hmm. out as cinnamon bun is transforming in her little cage. Um, and they just, they just keep thinking that she's dancing, but she's so smart. She's so intelligent and she's doing all non-human creatures a favor. Chewbacca would be so happy Mm. and proud. I'm so glad that you said that. That That's exactly what I thought at the very end, man. Redemption for non-human heroes. Mm -hmm. The rat got an, got an award. 
Yeah, Got and I love that they like let it up, and she was like, "Finn the human, would you please get out of the way?" <laughs> And Every I was like, oh, I that's such a callback to Star Wars, me. man. <laughs> yeah. Every time I rewatched the episode, that got me a little bit because the way she, like her inflection on her delivery of that is, Finn the human is like as if she's awarding it to him and then she goes, get out of my way. But <laughs> Get out of the way. Great. It is a very wonderful moment for, for rats and for non-human heroes everywhere. So good job, science. Good you, job, You got science. our lovely. Got the lovely. Well, let's take a quick breather and then we'll talk about uh, after the potions get dumped, kind of the the final kind of climax scene there. We interrupt this program to bring you Russell, the Cowardly Podcast Host Show, starring Russell, the Cowardly Podcast Host. Abandoned as a babe, he was found by Ned, who lives in the middle of Atlanta with his wife, Jackie P. But creepy things keep happening around Atlanta, and it's up to Russell to save his new home. Stupid dog. You made me look bad. Ooga booga. Welcome back, fellow travelers. Um, Ned, I'm just going to throw it right to you, like we always do when I don't actually have a thing I want to say at the beginning of going back out of the commercial. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just uh, I'm chilling. I'm fading over here a little bit, man. I need some. Yeah, I'm too. It's too late for caffeine, and I just need, I need a little boost. I need a little Russell yeah. boost. But it's not closing time. Well, how about this boost? We'll do another little boost of the Traveler's Log. I feel like that always gets me going, gets me encouraged and happy. And, you know, I just love when people have things that they want to send in to us and and write us and let us know their feelings and thoughts on the show and also on the, the episode that we're talking about or a different episode that we've talked about in the past. And this iteration of the Traveler's Log, we've got uh, an email from someone named Zoe. Um, and Zoe is going to talk to us about the Gladiator episode, which we reviewed. I can't, re- I didn't write down the season and the episode, but I think it was this. Oh, there it is, season three, episode two. Um, it's a great. It's on my my little notes app. So yeah, great thoughts. Here we go. So she says, um, I wanted to send some thoughts on the Gladiator episode. You both mentioned how the Gladiator ghosts uh, are are each other's buddies and partners. But I think the two that two of these gladiator ghosts are actually romantic in a romantic relationship. If we approach this from a historical perspective, gladiators in ancient Rome commonly participated in homosexual relationships with other gladiators. It was pretty acceptable at the time. Of course, this information probably isn't enough to argue that the gladiators in the episode were lovers, but there is actually a quote in the episode where one of the gladiators kills another and says, I'm sorry, my love. This theory is also confirmed by Andy Ristiano, and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, who is a character designer on the show, stating that not only just these two, but all the gladiator ghosts in the episode are homosexual. I think at the end with Finn and Jake, when they state that the gladiators must all be friends and they're walking out when they're walking out of the dome, um, just like Finn and Jake are, it may actually be a nod to the idea that the gladiators are more than just friends. Uh, Zoe, that's that's cool, man. I, I think that's a really great theory. And I like you said, if, if Andy, someone from the show, is confirming that to be true, and I think even me and you, like maybe we kind of felt like there might be... I, well, no, I take that back. I don't think I did, did, did I? I'm trying to yeah, think back to what I, I said in I that episode. I don't think I picked up on it. And yeah, were, weren't no. they holding hands? Walk, were, were some of them holding hands when they were oh, walking they out? They might have been. Oh, damn, dude, I need arena? to go back and see that. 
But yeah, no, no. I mean, definitely in that time period, like ancient Rome, that was just such a common practice. It was uh, way more open. Socially I, I acceptable. Guess, socially acceptable. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going with that. Um, than it is even today, right? So, yeah. like, I mean, shoot, Alexander the Great or, or whatever. Um, you know, not that I'm outing Alexander the Great. I'm pretty sure he was. Whoa, I can't whoa, remember. Whoa, whoa, he didn't want to come out of the closet just yet. Just a few, <laughs> just a few more centuries. Just a few I'm more pretty, centuries, Russell. You I weren't just, supposed to I share just, that information. I don't know my history, though. Like, uh, where's Allie when you need her? She's so great at this sort of a thing. Yeah, she is great at the um, history, history yeah. buffs. But anyways, no, I think that's a fantastic theory or thing to bring up about the show. And we've talked a little bit about the representation uh, of that community, of the LGBTQ community plus on this show. And shoot, man, like what's yeah. cooler than a gladiator? And if the gladiators are all confirmed to be homosexual, that is uh, also very cool. So, I mean, not only that too, to have a theoretically speaking and then to do more digging on it and then to have one of the direct or art directors oh, of the yeah. show be like, Hey, you're theoretically speaking was absolutely correct. And be like, yes, I got it right. You know, that's yeah, a good feeling. That has to be a great feeling. So Zoe, thank you so much for writing in, um, and sharing your thoughts. That has been our traveler's log. Episode. That has been the log, segment. baby. Drop in log 69. Drop in log. Don't do that. Those two things do not <laughs> combine well. Do not combine well. I'm sorry if we have young listeners out here that, are being either disrupted by our humor or have no idea what's going on. I'm going to get a call from HR. She's like, I listened to your podcast with <laughs> my son. He's nine. He's too <laughs> young for this. He's not 69. He, oh my God. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he started the trade me. Uh, I, I was jokingly telling that I'm going to tell everybody my Pokemon Go code so that they can add me on this episode. But my HR manager's little son has been sending me gifts on Pokemon <laughs> Go. So we, it's really just her. I think she's playing for her son because he's still like, he doesn't really understand what's going on. And so, like, I'm helping him get to be a stronger level nice. or whatever. That's awesome. I don't, yeah. It's That's just the so community, funny. man. That's why the yeah. game's so good. Pokemon Go is great. But, man, I guess we have to talk about Adventure Time just, you know, a little bit, a little bit about this episode. Yeah, let's get back to this episode. Man, so we ended off, we are busting through. Finn's made them all freaking winged strongmen, zombies. Yeah. And they bust in and they get trapped in uh, her sciency room. I guess if and there's a sciency the shower, she'd call it her sciency lab. Um, the funny thing to me about this whole scene is like, we've seen Rainicorn like, be so powerful before, you know? And like phase in and out of walls, like all just in the last ghost episode. And right? Like, we even mentioned like, that last episode. She phased with Jake through a wall. That is crazy. Yeah. And so I would say that we can have a Jake mistakes by proxy in this episode. Okay. pancakes. She has two of the big mistakes. One is that she can fly. Like, and now, I mean, the zombies can now too, so maybe it wouldn't be, you know, too great of an issue, but they're trapped in this room. Like, she could have totally, like, phased Finn and Jake out. She could have used, like, crazy explosive rainicorn powers on the zombies. And so I'm like, I'm, she just kind of plays this helpless, not even damsel in distress, but, like, helpless background character. I'm like, dude, she's, like, super OP. I don't know why she didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I will say, though, Lady and Jake, 
for what it's worth, they make the second half of the episode for me. They do. They make it better. But she had the second mistake, oh, which was another mistake? immediately oh, being well, like, don't let me out of the involved. shower. <laughs> and then she immediately does. With, um, no, but like, I guess it's maybe like she just fell in love with those puppy dog guys, you know? Yeah, she can't resist. It's just so sweet. He's like nibbling on her and then he actually bites her. Um, at, at the end, I did look up. Did you look up what she says to him at the end when Jake kind of blushes? I wanted to. I imagine when he said, I'm sorry, I bit you, that she said something along the lines of... Nyeh. She says, uh, I like it when you bite me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I knew it was something along those lines, man. Yeah, yeah. And he right. gets all rosy-cheeked. No. My my tops of the episode is actually when Jake's running around that room and he's using his stretchy powers to try and outrun the infection. He's doing laps, and then at the end, he like even puts himself into the the shower container and, and does like, the spiral up. The spiral is going all the way up. That whole segment was really great. That was that was my tops of the episode. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. He kept doing like the little <laughs> like under his voice. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> away. Yeah. It is a callback though to Evil Dead because there is even in the newer one too, they get zombie bit like on the hand or something, and they start to see the zombification like come up their arm, and then they just hack off. The, I think the girl like hacks off her arm with like whoa, uh, like a like a buzz saw, some sort of something or other, and it's it's pretty brutal. So, but it, Man, that's definitely kind of that like. The infection crawling up your arms definitely an Evil Dead callback. Now, what would you do, Ned, if Jackie turned into a zombie? If you were, if you were in ladies' shoes, I, I, what, I what kept, would you kept have her done? in the shower. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, like Finn's. Finn's. You know, apparently on the cusp of a breakthrough, and I definitely would have just been like, okay, like hang tight in the shower. Well, you what know? if what if in this world there isn't certainty of a breakthrough? What are you? She's coming to try and kill you. She's a zombie now. Yeah. What? What's the other? I mean, um, gosh darn. Twenty eight days later. That's another great zombie movie too. They end up like kind you're of like in the question. No, no, no. I'm saying they end up chaining up a zombie like in a courtyard till they can figure out um what oh, to do. Okay. So definitely, if they're undead, yeah, and it's not like they're gonna die or anything like that. They might smell really bad. She might yeah. be rotten in the sun or something like that. But you gotta you gotta keep her locked away, safe, away from the okay. other zombies until you can find a cure. So you would do what you as much as you can do. Yeah, you do as much as you can do. Yeah, I'm sure Allie's gonna ask. Well, what would you do after this podcast comes out? Uh, it, it just reminds Blaster me of the, her in the head with an AK-47. Yeah. I'd take a baseball bat to the dome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> brutal, yeah. brutal. This reminds me of and Russell next week will be single. Oh gosh, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're a zombie, um, I don't. I don't want to get bit. You get to wrap her up and and capture her, you're gonna have to take some chances on getting bit, Ned. Uh, this reminds me of there's this freaking question that Ali keeps asking me, and it's like if I if I turned into a a worm, I think it was like on TikTok or something. Yeah, it was a TikTok trend. It was like, what if, would, you, would you love me if I turned into a worm? <laughs> I'm like, how do I respond to this? Oh, it's it's, question? it's so me. It's like the girls being like, let's ask guys loaded questions. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, well, are you you? Are you talking to me, or are you just a worm? I would I would love you forever if you were like Shelby. 
I think I told her that I would love her for the extension of her lifetime, which as a worm is probably like a day or two. I don't know. Shelby lives a long time in Adventure Time. Give her a oh, nice home in a viola. This is Adventure Time world. Um, but also, <laughs> if Allie turned into like a Shelby-like worm and she's hanging out, she's living in my drum set, like that's dope. Like I love that. Yeah, that's what but I'm if saying. she's just a, a like a not a ringworm, a uh, earthworm, earthworm. You know, I'm like, well, I might go fishing in a couple of days. <laughs> might go fishing, <laughs> Russell. This is that's what this episode is going to be called. Russell is a savage. No, I'm just Russell messing. answered I'm, all the loaded questions incorrectly. <laughs> it's the jokes. It's all for the jokes, for the humor. This is it's our 69th humor. episode. It has to be what? funny, Ned. Come on. It does. It does. It does. It does. Well, but we'll have a royal day of apologizing after this episode comes out. And royal we'll, we'll day sit of around. Apologizing. It's and we'll, true. We'll apologize to Ned and, or not to Ned, to Allie and to Jackie. Well, um, you know, that's kind of another dark part of this episode, man is that Princess Bubblegum was, again, some something that she was doing in her lab is the reason that caused this whole problem. And then she makes a royal day of apologizing for it. It's like the candy people didn't do anything wrong. Why yeah. are they apologizing to each other? Yeah, this is on like, you, PB. This is on PB 100%. I don't know. that It just perturbs me that these kind of things happen and she doesn't, she's not seeing the nature of her mistakes. And yeah. even in what was missing, that's the first time, like Marcy was the first one to ever call her on any mistake at all. And she's so angry and she's so frustrated. And so her just kind of being yeah. like, oh, 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 I just almost killed everybody. Everybody was zombies. Like y'all's fault. Cause zombies suck. So like, I'm good. I'm going to give out awards and everybody's going to cheer. And I was like, and it wasn't even like a hero test. I don't think this was another one of those moments where she's testing Finn Mm-mm. to see how heroic he can be, or, or in this case, maybe science testing science to see how yeah, heroic was, the rat can be. If she hadn't had turned into a zombie herself, I would have been like, "Was this another weird like? Let's just like, yeah, it make was too far. Other people around me, yeah. That the fact that she turns, I'm like, okay, I don't think this was purposeful at all." Well, truthfully, Jake even saved the day. Jake's the one who points out the book. Oh, go get the book. And, and Finn goes, oh, I can relate these symbols to what is on her papers. And, and that's how he gathers all the correct equipment onto the cart. Had he not that's done that, they're, they're locked in the, the shower without the right vials and stuff. They would have been, even with the science, the rat, yeah. they would have been screwed. Yeah, they would have. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was a way out of that one per se. Um. Because I'm guessing that the zombies would have zombified science too. Science wouldn't have escaped. It just, I don't love that name for the rat. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a nice favorite. little play on words. Yeah, let's, certainly. Let's make it funny kind of episode moment. But, no, I, I like it. It's good for the episode, but it's just as far as I don't name your, your rat science um, <laughs> or your dog goat or something. Yeah, maybe do. Don't, don't name knows? your dog goat. Great. I had a friend in growing up whose dog's name was Goat. And I That's just, awesome. The first time he called Goat to come hang out with us was very like, what is happening? And yeah, he's also British. Who's... And so I, w- I was like, okay, I'm really <laughs> confused on what's going on now. You have a dog named Goat and you're from, you know, or your family, your parents were from the UK. You or sound whatever. like you're from London. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Joss. <laughs> Squirrel. You're not going to listen to this. Anyways. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Royal Apologizing Day to Allie, to Jackie, to Joss. Uh, we'll just keep adding to it after just this episode. Keep adding to the roasting. The roasting. Ross was savage <laughs> today. Yeah, too Man, much water. I do, I do love the last scene of this episode, though. As however much I'm not like, Super crazy. This, I don't think it's going to make my top 10 of of the season, per se. But um, I do love the ending where it's so much like I Am Legend, where he's got like he's got the answer to the antidote. The zombie's literally breaking the glass of like the box he's in. He figures out that he has to be the ultimate sacrifice in order to get the antidote out. So almost, almost direct parallels with Finn dumping himself. And he was like, you can hear... Maybe it's just Jeremy doing great voice acting, but like when he gets sucked in by the zombies and he's like, oh my glob, like he's actually terrified. So he was oh, yeah. ready you can feel for it. that to fully not work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. And he's, he takes a chance certainly by becoming the antidote himself or pouring it on him. I almost had my other tops for this episode almost was when Jake gets changed for a second time. That <laughs> moment Almost made the episode for me. It was so yeah. good. You know, the other thing that I did see a mistake in that is that if he got bit, wouldn't he have become super strong and had busty lips and wings? Oh, that would have been funny. That would have yeah. been really great. I don't. I just don't know if it mattered. I did see, personally, without looking it up, did see actually a show mistake for the episode. The candy cane comes out and he tries to bite uh, Lady Raina Corn, Jake pushes him back into the locker. That candy cane should not have come back the second Out time with, with buff arms. With buff and arms, it, it I saw that yeah. too. I thought that was very fascinating. I'm like, you had never been around unless it's airborne now. And if you're a zombie, then you can get the like zombie upgrades. There's no reason why. <laughs> there was <laughs> some leftover potion shoved in the locker or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know so. how that zombie got in the locker in the first place. That's the better question. Well, Cinnamon Bun was roaming around, right? So Cinnamon Bun was in the the locker room or in the castle, and then PB yeah. had to escape somehow. Maybe PB had something to do with it. It's just things that we didn't see on... That's true. It could have been like an off-camera moment. Yeah, that it was PB shoving shoving away a candy cane in the locker. Yeah, after it got bit by cinnamon bun. Or yeah, something. and you saw yeah. uh, Peppermint Butler had changed too, so there's a good I chance did. that Peppermint Butler had to do something to fight off a bunch of zombies before he got bit. Man, if if Peppermint Butler could control the zombie powers that he gained from oh, this, there's no telling epic. what he would do. I would love a winged buff. Beautiful lipped peppermint butler. Take the lips away and I'm in. I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I have a default lovely or a is is buff peppermint butler? It's just a default lovely for everything. Just the episode. idea of him. Just the idea. Yeah, that's that. my sexy character actually, is uh <laughs> buff peppermint butler. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely had a nice set of buns on him. Oh gosh, Ned. Oh, oh man, gosh. well I'm I'm about tapped out. This was, I mean, it's fun episode. Nothing super yeah. deep, just good, scary Halloween season, and it makes me it makes me ready for the fall. We're six weeks away from the fall at this point, so like we are. We're so close. Kiss. Football season's right around the corner. Mm. Halloween's mm. falling. We got to do our pumpkin mm. carving, which we do we, every year. We do. Ned, I've got. I saw a TikTok. And I have an idea for a party that I really want to do. There's a few. I want to do the PowerPoint party thing. I want to do the stand-up comedy party thing, which I'll never end up doing. I really want to do a Mario Party themed party where you buy 
little square platforms like that you get in like a like I, preschools have them for kids for some reason. I don't know if mm-hmm. they're playing like hopscotch on them or something indoors, but like you buy those like little foam squares that are like a foot by a foot or two feet by two feet or something, and you can attach them and then you make a Mario Party board in your backyard. And you have like a star out there and you have little events that can be, oh, dude, I, I saw it on TikTok. Sure, it looked awesome. I'm pretty sure in adult terms, that's just called true American. It's true American, but it's not because it's Mario it's like Party. Nin- it's Nintendo a star, themed you get coins. True American. Yeah, it's way better. We'll call it like true nerd or something like that. True American's great, but I've looked at the rules for true American. I don't think they're fleshed out quite as much as I would like them to be. True, um, true. But that's just my personal opinion. I know some people would love True American. I've never actually played it, so maybe if I played it, I would change my mind. But I definitely would adapt some of those rules personally. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Ned, do you have a lesson for me? Man, I think the lesson I'm just gonna have one this week is just like don't mess around with bringing the dead back to life. That might have been my lesson from episode one too. But like that, come on. Like now I've got to say it again in the show. That's a big one. Yeah, like let's not hold on to like really bad viruses from the past if we don't have to. I don't know, mm-hmm. man. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not even trying to make a political statement. It really just it just freaks me out that there are things out there. There's that, a bunker in Antarctica with all of the, yeah. <laughs> the diseases we've gotten rid of, just like hunkered down there, just hanging out. I I don't, you know, who knows? I, I don't think anything will ever happen with it, but it is a little freaky to think about. Yeah. Um, what about you? My lesson is Starchy has plot armor, I think is mm-hmm. just my big takeaway from this episode. And I want to keep following up with Starchy and keep watching him and keep seeing if he just keeps escaping like death, just barely every time he's on, on screen. Yeah, that's true. I'm it, I'm now I'm going to follow that plot line from now on too, I think, and see like when we have Starchy, is he like somewhat indestructible? from every kind of thing that's attacking the Candy Kingdom most of the time. Have you seen the snail? I'm talking about things that we haven't actually been following up with that we said that we would. Have you seen the snail? Didn't catch it this episode. I did catch it in the creeps. It was on the stairs right when they came in. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we at one point had said with the Radiator episode that we were going to keep track of the snail and seeing if it's always around whenever something bad happens to Finn and Jake or whenever they're going it because it's the lich right now, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I don't know. No, it was, I, I didn't, I did, it's somewhere in this one. I did not catch it this episode. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for sticking with us for, you know, 46 minutes of your day. We love you. And, uh, it's just so great to have a wonderful little listening base that keeps track of these episodes and, and writes travelers logs. like. Uh, segments for us and you can see us check us out we post quite frequently at never ending adventure podcast on instagram never ending adventure cast on tiktok twitter at nea underscore podcast email us your thoughts for the travelers log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com that's travelers with one l uh we're on youtube you know i really do i think one day we'll have a, a visual element of some sort right now we don't Uh, Maybe I just need to get a new iPhone and we'll just go for it. But anyways, follow us on YouTube. Prepare for that. Uh, Ned's kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe. Maybe we'll webcam. Once I quit my job. Uh, You know, in the spirit of 69, Ned, I I created an OnlyFans account. You can follow that (laughs) in your dreams. Uh, You can also reach out to us. 
It's, it's called Rusty Boy Big Sticks. Nope. Nope. In your dreams, it's not real. Uh, <laughs> there, you can go get a sticker from us by reviewing us and sending us your thoughts um, and letting everybody know how great the podcast is. Let us know you did, and we'll shoot you a sticker. We'll send you yeah. one in the mail. Um, every Tuesday, we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode, unless for some reason we're not. Uh, well, shoot, after the strokes and the red hot chili peppers this weekend, who knows? Who knows? Party time, party forever. I, you know, I love the Jew guys.